Your show's rubbish. Speed this up, it's not Five, a NASA program. Four, three, three two, two, one, go. Hello everyone, welcome to the Detroit Spinners podcast, the number one XFM RSK podcast. There's no other competitors out there on the market. You are here with your friends, Miles Pennell and Gary Forrestal. Celebrity Gary Forrestal is one of our uh, critiques on Reddit uh, call us. It said apparently um, they think we're, we're celebrities. I don't know if they that's think, the right no, thing they, to say. They, they don't think we're celebrities. They think we think we're celebrities. Oh, uh, Gary, can I have an autograph? Uh, I think I've sent you a few through the post, mate. You probably Keep have. Asking me. Keep asking <laughs> me for that. But yeah, no, we we yeah. Oh, there's criticism in it, and I think we should. I think we should say. You know, I I think we sh- we should say like, look, there is another podcast out there. I don't think our true fans were go- are going to stray away from us there is another rsk podcast which is strange i think we were probably trailblazers in this podcast international uh global what, podcast what, movement if you don't mind me saying followed, Gary. followed by one <laughs> in our ways in our wake um no there is yeah it's, it's called the carly pilt boys yeah check it out so it's, it's two australian guys and they they and you know you might like it more if you like more professional stuff you like that if you like Gary, I actually had speech training from the BBC. I know how to oh, talk on. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is why people hate us on Reddit and stuff like that. Hey, listen, man, I've had appalling hay fever this year. I don't know what it is about this year. I've got a couple of hypotheses for why I've had worse hay fever this year compared to other years. I don't know if you do this, but men of a certain age, you and you've got uh, an extension on your razor, I like have to nose trim my nose. I've got mm-hmm. very hairy nose for whatever. Yeah, I do. I do, I do uh, <laughs> it's really, do. it's so disgusting. And I think the pollen obviously kind of gets trapped there, but now I've got a very clear nose, like, like almost yeah. the Daniela Westbrook nose, you know, I've got a very right. <laughs> clean, clean passage. So I think the pollen's entering at a faster rate than it would at other years. And I went out for drinks the other night, and um, with my friend, um, my other friend of two, we're going to talk about friends later today. Really? Actually, no, it wasn't oh, someone we? else. I can't wait. Yeah, well, Mark and, said to uh... me off air before before we started playing. <laughs> it's like he said he said it really earnestly. Like honestly, it's like oh, I've got some stuff about hay fever. I'm going to start off with like that. <laughs> this I'm, is it. Really yeah. excited about it. Like, it's, no, no, which is sweet. it's because honestly, my face. I, I I talked to my sister after I've been out all day, and honestly, in Ricky's words, I did look like someone with a punch drunk stroke victim. My half of my face was just falling off by Andrew Lloyd Webber and also I just looked like Quasimodo my lip my eye had like blown up to the point where it was like concoving my pupil I could barely see oh, and, I get that and I was on the phone and uh my sister was going through all these sort of remedies I found some like Vicks or some sort of droplets and I just ended up putting my head in this bowl of steaming hot water with a towel yeah. over my head trying to clear my, my sinuses. God, my so mum used that, to do that. I remember my mum doing that all the time. She used to do that with a bowl and the th- it was like part of our childhood. It's like, it's like waterboarding. She used steam bowl. It's kind of, yeah, but you don't, you know, it's sort of probably more more benevolent. Yeah, she she had less information <laughs> that the FBI wanted than the, the terrorist, but she used to do it. But she put like drops of like Vicks or something in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really That's what helps it was. You. That image just takes me back to my childhood. You saying that? Oh, does Weird. it really? Funny so if anyone does have any um, hay fever remedies, I'm totally open to ideas because I also have the eye. 
the eye problem. And do you yeah. remember you came down once and my eye, I did not, I could not stop rubbing it. And it it's was like by the end of the yeah. day, it was just red raw, mm. like around that, that bit. And cause it was really sunny as well. Um, yeah, I, I suffer with the eyes. That's, that's, that's where I kind of like, looks like I'm crying. Maybe and I'm just emotional. I think you are emotional. emotional. Also, just that that What's sneezing, that? but the yeah, non-stop sneezing, sneezing I, I, that's such an well. odd sensation. Yeah. Um, other things that I've been into this week, Gary, include ice cream. I'm really into the ice cream scene at the moment. What's your favourite ice cream? Well, there is only one. Vanilla there, there, there cone. Is a just there is an answer to this. You know, it's not a subjective <laughs> thing. It's mint chocolate chip. So what you'd go yeah, for? Yeah, that's that's the best. That's the best. I'd say it's if not, you're going... not even objective. It's your favorite as well. It's everyone's favorite. It I is... do enjoy it. Yeah, I would say pistachios. My probably my stack of favorite. But then what's what's happened to the zap? Did you ever have a zap when you grew up? No. Do you, what was those ones though that were green and they went round in a spiral downwards and it, in between there was ice cream and there was yellow fab. No, that was fab was different actually. What were they called? It was green. Do, do you ever have calippos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, they they don't do them anymore, but they used to do lemon calippos when I was growing up. And my God, I'm a big fan of like citrus fruit anyway, but that they were fucking out of this world. They were great. So many good things. Sorry, just as you were speaking, I was just imagining someone typing on Reddit, like uh, typing more stuff out. (laughs) They talked about calippos. Well, hey, that's all right. Yeah, so it's, uh, we should say, uh, you know, it has been a little while since we started. So this is the D-Trout Spinners. Or we like to say the D-Trout Spinners, but really it's D-Trout Spinners. Mm. Uh, It doesn't make sense. It's a tautology otherwise. But um, it's D-Trout Spinners. And and, uh, we're reviewing this week episode 48, I believe, of the Ricky Gervais show. We've only got three to go after this. Uh, of the second series and then we'll go on to the third if anyone wants us to because at the moment that's <laughs> in doubt we're not sure but and then we'll go back to series one. Oh no on to four then back to series one but um yeah it's kind of feels weird to be so far through the series i, I was checking started our, well i was checking our catalog we've done like something like 60 something shows of this absolute shies because we because we are oh, shies yeah oh, so, but on patreon you can get extra shows so Damn right, you can. Shows of shite. How much? Uh, how much money would you suggest someone goes uh, on there if they're gonna, you know, give us anything? I'd suggest eighteen hundred pounds a month, but that's just you, you know you can be up bit up bit above that, bit below that, and that was just a little uh, wine bottle cap being unscrewed there. You heard. <laughs> And, and screw back on. I tell you what, then. no, I wish I could be that rich that I could always have a corked bottle of wine, but I'm not. Um, but I was watching side. I was talking to you earlier today, and I was watching uh, Sideways, the Paul Giamatti film, which is all about wine tasting. Uh, a couple of lads go having a bit bit of a midlife crisis, and they're going for their stag week, where they just go out to a bunch of vineyards and confront mm. their different emotional problems. And yeah, they just sip wine and drink wine. And like you said to me, it was just almost that uh, subliminal message. I was just wanting to wine, 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 wine. Yeah. I, no, it does, if you see, if you, that's why they cut people. And I don't agree with this, but they, they'll cut scenes of people smoking in old shows out mm. because they don't want to. I don't agree that they should be cut out. I think that's too much. But it is suggestive. And if you see someone smoking, 
like in a Defin- film thing, you do. You, you Definitely, I was watching. Um, you don't watch it, but I, I highly recommend this to you and to everyone listening. Call my agent on Netflix. It was started as a bit of a cult sort of French TV series, but it's sort of come into the mainstream. Obviously, it's very, very French. It's very Parisian, and um, he's wearing a French that... top as well. <laughs> I don't, yeah, wow. a bit nautical uh, shirt. But they do. The smoking really makes, and they're cool and sexy and French, and you're just like, I want to be cool, sexy, and French, and you know, have a fancy job. And where's my Rizzlers? <laughs> it doesn't quite have the no. same effect, does it? When, no. when British people go, Oh, I don't like throwing this disgusting thing, it's horrible. It's not a sexy, I don't image, even any... roll. We're talking about this before, like, I can't mm. even roll. I, I don't even know how <laughs> it's such a sorry, I couldn't even Should get it. one of those machines that, um, like do it for you. I think you'd enjoy yeah, it. I have, I have got one of those machines, it's called like a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's the, the machine's been done. Very cost effective. Anyway, um, today, and I do like to correct you, Gary, this week we discuss episode 49. 48. No. 49. Trust me, Have I listened to the right one then? <laughs> you better have. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this was so. originally broadcast on the 19th of July, 2003. Carl's Kitchen's redoing Steve's Big Feet, Songs of Phrase, Carl and Babies, Steve's Big TV, Wheelchair Tennis and the Paralympics. Carl gets a kiss from Steve on the head. Carl recaps holidays in Hastings and Speciality Shops. Monkey News, the chimp that won the 40 metre race in the 1908 London Olympics and that. And um, you can listen to this show and I'll put a link to the description and then you can go over go over that. Pop your headphones on. And, listen to and, that and... and we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. <laughs> That's the longest intro you've ever done. That was quite long, wasn't it? I should have shortened that down, to be fair. Anyway, um, Gary, your initial takeaways to this episode? Uh, Yeah, I like it. I mean, it comes off the back of such a seminal episode that it's always, listening to this one, if you go in sequence, is always a bit of a come down, not in a necessarily a way that it's a bad show, but it's a come down from the craziness of last week and just how ridiculous that show got. So it's kind of back to back to normal today. Um, I like some of the discussion. The, the TV being too big is a bit of a boring anecdote until Carl turns that into <laughs> Wimbledon yeah. stuff. Which you can say wrecked, that. Wrecked, wrecked the grass. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's uh, that's a good part of it. In general, there's no kind of standout moments for me personally. And I think I, I just from our initial conversation before the show, I think you might feel differently. There was no kind of real, real standout, but there's still easily, you know, I've got like loads of quotes, you know, easily get the six laughs in and more. It's certainly not up there with my favourites. It's probably kind of a, a mid-level show for me in terms of quality. I find that so strange because for me, I had a different reaction to this show. And I'll tell you why. Last week we heard, I think it was in a Patreon show that we did. Do check that out. Uh, Liam, one of our uh, lovely Patreons, mentioned that he sometimes felt bad that he can't listen to the shows as frequently as he as he used to and i totally get that when you love something too much you should always have a break and then return to it however i was walking around the park listening to this episode earlier today and i just found myself in those joyous old days of as if i was listening to them for the first time particularly the simon mayo anecdote it's like giving a rent book French friend boy, a blowjob and all that. I want to see him in Amsterdam torture garden with 13 blokes jizzing on him, all with beards. All with beards. And, and it's just that was the name that, for the that, show that could have been. It, it could have easily. Been, but the, the pace at which he delivers that past anecdote is so fast and speedy, almost like he'd written it, and he obviously hasn't. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's like, and then to the point where you get Carl going, yeah, 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 but why did you get kicked off that station? Oh, you've taken one of my 
my favourite I'm sorry. Quotes. Look, I look, look still to come, by the way. We've got our favourite quotes and XFM in the community. And this is what I'm saying. With this show, I just was brought back to how much, why I love this show so very much. And can mm. I just say as well, I have actually met um, Simon Mayo in the flesh. I I was an intern for something else productions. <laughs> <laughs> so, it wasn't Darren Brown, and uh, yeah. yeah, I I shadowed uh, the producer of the Kermo de Mayo show, and then afterwards, I quite geekily had my book there ready to sign. I was like, "Oh, can we get Simon?" Simon's quite a scary bloke. Like, he's got this. There's something about him. He's such a powerhouse of the BBC. Like, but there is something very intimidating about him. But but just despite his yeah. sort of size and stature, then you meet Mark Kermo, who's been one of my heroes for ages and i got annoyed because when we were talking about our ideal dinner guests should have fucking invited mark kermode i didn't invite him so he's not going to come now anyway he's got giant hands and he was so lovely and warm and i shook the hands well he's a big guy he's wonderful to meet meet your hero so i I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> but anyway, I was probably. Oh, it, that's out. a By the way, that is, and I say there's no standout, standout moment. That, if anything, is a, is a real standout moment. But just going through some of the topics that they discuss, I mean, they they address cars breakdown or what they call cars breakdown, which I was. But it's funny, but then like, they start, they, they say cars breakdown and they're coming out of Tom Petty's breakdown. <laughs> Yeah, but they do that deliberately. They, yeah, that's yeah, not of course, yeah. Which I always feel is unfair because that completely like absolves both of them of any blame. Like they just say, "Oh, it's Carl's <laughs> breakdown." You know, I always <laughs> find that kind of like a bit of a, a bit more, even just a bit more insulting on top than stuff about it being a freeway show. I think that this episode is part of the reason why we hear the very beginning of series three which i love it's kind of like like they're talking about whether they're going to come back this is the first time in series two that they've discussed are they going to come back what what's going to happen (laughs) after the break and it's kind of interesting to hear that it's always interesting when i go back listen to this one and then go either from series three or two series three um and you think yeah it's kind of it's funny because at that time they're saying you know, oh, this is a freeway show. No, you've got to come. You, you know, sort of making him feel like, oh, he's he's got to come on board, like, like <laughs> pressuring him to do it, and he doesn't want to do it. And then it's completely calling him out for doing getting doing the new show, but us getting Mondays off, and uh, <laughs> like. Even though this episode is evidence that they they were the ones pressuring him, you know. I was, <laughs> well, that yeah. happens all the time. Like he, when he does come back from series three, he's like, "Well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to make my stance." And it's almost like that's completely futile because you can't argue with Ricky and Steve. They send that text this week because I uh, seemed a bit quiet after you left. I just want to make sure it was nothing well, I, it, said. Uh, I said. Yeah, it's that, just yeah, it's... the most antagonistic. And this is outside of work. Like you've already had enough of him in the fucking studio. He's got access to oh, your no. personal phone. From we've got from good authority, you know, Carl had to literally hide <laughs> where he lived because he was worried about Ricky following him home, which oh, is no. unbelievable. Uh, what I do like. Well, about that and building on what what you said he said we'll give up if you give up it's just so funny how much of what carl's words kind of backfire on him he he was happy to say that but he's like well you you know you can't give up because you know (laughs) we need you and yeah and the same with the same with the builders with him making that gaff on air saying um the builders listening to the radio and the fact that was tuned to just realized and then also with the same with his mates and not wanting to see the baby. There are three times 
this show where it, Carl trying to defend himself or like he just makes a gaff and but he's completely he to... put in those positions like like and then that when 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 he is completely at fault and I love this it's it's a great bit of the show but where he is objectively like at fault is like the the Wimbledon stuff like he oh, brings yeah. that up completely himself <laughs> like he's not pressured into that but the other stuff he's pressured into just a little side note it's always I've always found it weird like the way that Carl pauses before he said, and he, there's something about the way he says, you've just passed the buck, that makes me think. He learned that phrase very recently before that show. Like there's something about how he says it. It's like that, that someone who just learned that phrase would say it like that. I don't know if any listeners think that, but do you know what I mean? It's always, well, talking always... about thing, things that you've only thought and things that I've thought, imagine if Carl had never needed that new kitchen, would he have ever even done these shows? Yeah, because, you know, he, <laughs> he would have. I think deep down he liked doing them, apart from like last week where it got ridiculous. He, he likes doing them. So he is put under a lot of pressure. He's completely called out unfairly a lot of the time. But he enjoys it. He loves, he loves, and he had something saved about Wimbledon. I'm sure, because it was like he was waiting for an excuse to bring it oh, up. Oh, don't look, look, you've got to tell people what he says now. And I want you to say it because I know you don't want to say it. No, it's just little fellas in wheelchairs have playing game and it, you know, it's, it's, it, I've seen it. I know what it means. It's completely uh, a valid sport, but it's. Wreck the grass. Wreck the grass it, as well. Net. Hit it, net. Hit it, net. I mean, they don't as well. They're quite good, but. Um, <laughs> Wreck the grass is quite a funny quote. Wreck the grass. Stop on your head. But they would yeah, use astroturf, I, I... wouldn't they? Wouldn't they use astroturf if it's Wimbledon? No, they use grass. It's it's quite. Do you not also think as well, like how people's views to this is probably looking a bit too in depth to it as well. How people's like views and perceptions of disability in sports have probably changed. Not since that comment, <laughs> like well, Pioneer. Yeah, no, but... perhaps even since that comment, even since that comment. Yeah. Because they are a bit hard and they talk about the Michael Flatley, uh, you know, river dance <laughs> being at the Paralympics. And even like, this isn't disability thing in sport, but the way he ends on Mongoloid. This yeah. is, it, it shows like this, right? This, and I, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not criticising them specifically because I, I find it entertaining, but I am criticising them in some ways. But it shows like this, that the reason that Ricky, Carl and Steve, not only, not won't come on this show, there's maybe many reasons for that, but why they don't <laughs> want to revisit the shows and they don't want the shows coming out because they were all naughty in this show. They were all naughty about things that are now yeah. perceived completely differently and they all take the piss in some way of yeah. disability mainly mainly disability this show rather than sometimes it's chinese fellas sometimes yeah. it's you know, gay fellas yeah gay fellas. but you know it's it would i don't think it's just that it wouldn't happen today because xfm the, the station doesn't exist today we talked to uh xfm you know andrew phillips talked to other people at xfm you know xfm doesn't exist in the way it existed like as a kind of radical independent kind of edgy station but it wouldn't happened today also because of the even doing it in a jokey way would be seen as unacceptable 
And uh, I think that's probably right that it's seen as unacceptable. Having said that, I still list, I enjoy listening to the shows, but this one is a one they kind of, they're all naughty. And they all, I was listening back and thinking, yeah, I, this really is why Steve won't come on and Ricky <laughs> won't come on. They don't, they don't want to revisit the time because... Um, Given a rent boy a blowjob. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I honestly, that that's... That's that's naughty. That's like that's what I'll I have to, just naughtiness. Wh- wh- but it's not offensive, like in terms of yes, taking the piss out of people, like structurally disadvantaged people. The thing is, though, you say you say all that, but like these aren't the first time that these stories have been relayed. Like I remember, I think it's in Ricky Gervais's politics stand up where he does actually recall the same joke about the little fellas in wheelchairs, yeah. and he says, and it's really funny because when he does a little bit of trivia, he does it when he relays it. He goes, "Does everyone know?" Carl Pilkington is and everyone goes hey and there's a bit of an applause which I love that because even you've got at that even at that time where Ricky Gervais had probably just done series one or probably two of the office as well and he's just getting into stand-up and people love Carl Pilkington but then which just warms me up a little bit but it just makes me laugh the fact that he recycles that bit or he just relays it it's not recycling but because you can do he does but you know attitudes you're allowed to do that of course he he, yeah he he would even he wouldn't do that today but it's kind of that that's why people like Ricky Gervais who aren't necessarily savoury characters they're not nice people there's also very nice people who like Ricky Gervais I get that hopefully we're two of them but uh, and so are you listeners you're you're not nice people who like retrace but there are people who are a bit unsavory like him and it's from like through lines of that come from this show that this sort of taking the piss out of disabled in a way that's like oh well that's my freedom of speech to do that you know i can do whatever i want but even ricky wouldn't wouldn't say some of the things he said today and but i saw an interview with him just tangential thing on ricky uh, it was about seven months ago, but I'd just seen, seen it this week. And it was, the title was Ricky Gervais. If you say anything um, mildly right wing on Twitter, you're you're Hitler, which I think that what? that's like, there are, there are, yeah, there's a small number of people who kind of really react, you know, strongly to things, probably too strongly, but the, but in the majority of people don't. And that's the first time I'd ever heard him talk about a political like the right and left spectrum, other than completely joking about it, like that he does sometimes in doing this show, he was defending the right wing. And right, when he says, the thing is, when he says mildly right wing, things you say that are mildly right wing, what he means is quite far right wing, not, not necessarily far right wing, but quite far to the right. And um, it's kind of shows like this uh, that show the genesis of that that opinion but I, I didn't like that interview so I didn't even watch it but I just I, I saw it. it's the first time I've seen him defending right-wing ideas but calling them right-wing rather than just saying oh freedom of speech you know comedy should be about everything da, 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 da. so uh, this show is quite a telling one I think Oh, yeah, I think we all know Ricky's views on freedom of speech by now. I mean, it's not like he talks about it at all, is it? No. <laughs> um, so, how true is it, do you think it would be that they were offered other gigs to other better radio stations? Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally believe this. Absolutely, yeah. Their agent will have been approached loads. I totally 
I totally get by that. I, I'm certain that that's true. London's hot 106.2. Eric, that's brilliant for you. He's actually singing other Virgin 105.8. On a commercial radio station that needs to make money to survive, like <laughs> it has have its own listenership. He's like actually giving away other stations, you know. And do you know what I can imagine? I could just can see, I can see his Carl's face like, as he's doing it because he does that. Ricky does that sort of snorty laugh where he goes, and it is, yeah. and it's that which is a direct reaction to someone's face. You can just see it in your mind's eye. I want to talk yeah. about um, Gary. There's a couple of big sort of topics that I liked in this show. Builders. So the first mention of builders is the pub across the road. Uh, is <laughs> yeah, nice, there yeah. any good? Because and then Carl bringing a sandwich <laughs> and saying like he wants to bring in a good good quality cookies into the. <laughs> into work with them because he's worried they're going to be eating. Very open about that as well. Like Also, not just public profile then. And he's also, the second thing to consider, he's, he owns his own property. So the likelihood is that no, he will have known, not only to, apart from the builders that were there then, he knows that in his life in the future, he's going to need builders. And yeah, builders yeah. could become well become aware of this show. But he's very open about that. Like, I was surprised, to, even for Carl, how open he is about things that could actually affect him in other ways like mm. like the builders but um but can you can you imagine now like because he literally will be so well known and chances are i'm not not to stereotype but i bet sort of builders are the sort of carl pilkington fan base <laughs> he would have at least said yeah. you know an idiot abroad or you know some of ricky's work i must be such a nightmare to first up but it just made me think of i i don't own my own house and very seldom do we need work doing here and if you do you're like they're in and out and you barely see them because it's all handled by the landlord but uh, it just really made me think of that time do you remember gary it was that christmas and i was coming to visit you <laughs> we had some drinks we went back to your oh, flat to pick yeah. up something literally left 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 your flat the door slammed shut was, we recorded the podcast i think we recorded in my flat or we recorded something in my flat so we were there for a while yeah drinking a <laughs> bottle of wine which is always dangerous and then i i've never done i've lived in this flat eight years i've never ever done this we just left and the door shut and i was like oh, oh. i just knew straight away i i've left my keys in there so straight away it was like, have you oh. got a, a gary have you got a bent co-hanger because i did yeah, I know. Well, it, it was that. It was someone did, luckily. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's not let's not let's not stereotype her in a way. But you know, she was she was a uh, lovely lovely woman. I'm just... like I say, it's Gary called up a locksmith. Two um people arrived, and uh, little no, are they one. little. There's only one. She was wearing an elf hat, which I was like, I quite enjoyed that because it like brings you a little. Because it was it's Christmas. Quite, it's Christmas. And I was thinking, forget depressing. the hat. Just to get me in the flat. No, but honestly, come on, you could do with a Christmas cheer, couldn't you? You could do with a Christmas yeah, cheer. Yeah, but the cheer was when that door opened. I tell you, I've never <laughs> been so relieved in my life. But it made me laugh because when she sort of bent over, there was a bit of arse crackery. A bit. That was. <laughs> I think. I think the sun went in. No, that's, that's terrible. I should. No, it was all right. On. No, it really was. Yeah, there was. An, there was an eclipse. Total eclipse of the. The bum and um, I do wonder, it's expensive as well to break into your own it was about flat. 130 quid. <laughs> That's the thing, they spend their like, like they you could ring them at 4 a.m., they always have their phone on, so you, you're gonna you're gonna charge a lot of money. But, so and, but also, that is the time when you are most likely to lose your keys, like, you're not gonna lose them at fucking. Like, you're not going to lose them at your time, you know, sort of seven. It will be no. like four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and you'll get some absolute drunk sod 
you have to. But I haven't. Have you ever had any building work? Like, I was with uh, girl. She has a friend. So... No, we're, Gary, can I... I just clarify? You know, um, you know when you meet a woman, right? Not. He's all not of them are your girlfriends immediately. No. Just so you know. No. Just so you know. Uh, just want yeah, you to look, be aware my, of that. Look, this was my mum, and she she was I think she was a girlfriend. <laughs> but she, we were having we had a drink. We 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 knew each other well. Like it wasn't like a date first day. We got so drunk, right? I've never been so drunk. We went to McDonald's, which is in which is about six hundred yards from my flat. Then got a taxi from McDonald's. I couldn't say the street. I couldn't. I could not tell him the street of the street. So I just said, "Kept on going, keep on going." And he, we went. Honestly, I swear, we went two and a half miles down, like completely the other way. We. It, he was really pissed off. We couldn't pay him. We walked back. We got oh. in. Finally, got in my flat about two hours later. It was pissing it down, and I was in the flat and I couldn't find my keys. I couldn't find my keys, and then I, I kept thinking. But we've got in the main door, so I must have my keys. And yeah. I lost my keys in between, like that. And the I, I know I have them on me, but you know when you're so drunk oh, and they're just in your pocket, mate. and you, you're just there in your pocket, but you just cannot find them. I used to have that when I went clubbing with my mate Phil. We'd go to like Revenge in Brighton, as you know. And um, I used to. That was in the days where I actually made an effort to the way I look. And uh, I'd, I'd often wear a blazer, and you've got inside pockets and a blazer. And they'd literally have to pat me down as a bouncer would. <laughs> I should go in as if I, would, I was being pre-bounced before I was bounced. And just to ensure that I had like my wallet, keys, phone, earphones, in case you didn't want to talk, listen yeah. to anyone. Oh, that is so stressful. That I still get it now, that sort of anxiety of losing something, because it's horrible. It's... That's, but I've, that's very rarely happened to me. So I, didn't, I lost my keys, but I found them on that occasion. But this was the only Please time I locked my keys out of my flat. She came quickly, didn't she? Like she, really, um, like really quickly, yeah. Really reminds me. There's a great Peep Show episode of that called I think it is called the Nether Zone, where <laughs> Mark and Jeremy get locked outside one of Jeremy's uh, love interests, but but in between the leaving the front mm. door and the, the front door to the flat. And <laughs> <laughs> they order a pizza but end up having to get the, the pizza sliced in the oh, yeah, two yeah, envelopes yeah. it's so funny I'll put a link to the description on, on that note we're talking about sort of mates and mates helping you out one thing that does irritate me about this episode Ricky and Steve's kind of callous and kind of arrogant views to old friends and it's just those two mm. words that always strike a chord with me it's ditto ditto when Ricky's yeah, describing yeah. I do I think, get it though. I do get I, it. Like, look, mate, obviously, uh, I, my, from my point of view, it doesn't come from an arrogant position because I haven't no. achieved any more than them. But I, I like, I, I do know what Steve means when he says like he's been to a bus stop and he saw someone from school and he's walked to the next bus stop to be. Oh yeah. Think of Steve from Steve's point of view as well. Like Steve is one of the most recognisable people you'll ever meet. Like you'd recognise Steve if you didn't know him, obviously quicker than you would Ricky, and Ricky's more famous. But if you went to school with Steve, you'd recognise him in an instant. So he and also he can't hide. He can't kind of. Shut, shut, <laughs> like, shut so Could you stand Steve, in the distance? Work, yeah, but I really hate like meeting people from school. I get that. That I get. Mm. But they are probably a bit. I, I don't think it's arrogant. I think they're just being funny there. I, I, I give I give them a pass on that. I just think I find it cruel. And I, and I think they are kind of taking the piss out of their own fame when he says, unless you have won four golden I know, goals. but that's, that makes it acceptable. Like I know, you, yeah. It's, it's like that thing of, like, if you don't go over the top enough, it's actually become, it, it could be quite a, a nasty thing. But whereas sometimes going over the top and doing, like, being ultra-like, like, uh, arrogant, like playing a role of an arrogant person, like, 
far more than you actually were, it actually can make it kind of all right. And actually, like, you're not being that arrogant because you're yeah. being so arrogant, kind of, but you're... you're yeah, arrogant. and they are, if, if anything Ricky is good at is is playing and being arrogant and having the ego. And he probably would have loved that. But I do like, it, it is nicely sort of wrapped up at the end where they go, what do you think of that, Carl? And he goes, sorry. Right. It's just, and it, but then uh what and again this is kind of preempting my favorite quote but he says i'm honest with him though i say i don't know who you are can't remember you not bothered not and bothered. i totally 100 percent believe that is the case whereas i would cowardly cross the road and i have done that in ipswich with a number of people who i went to school with because yeah this thing when you when you're from a small town as well like even in london i found that I bump into, I, I, this has happened a few times. Like I'm in the bar, I talk to the bar person behind the bar and they're like, Miles. I'm like, sorry, yeah, what do yeah. I know you? And then other times we're just in the park and they go, Miles, you're, this is London. You're not meant to know that I'm here. But then you go back to Ipswich and, um, and it is quite a small town by all means and purposes. You will oft, you'll often see, you know, your school friends who they're married or have kids or they've changed loads or you meet them in the bar and they're like, oh, do you remember me? And like, <laughs> sure yeah. <laughs> why not yeah like, no i don't get that so it's proper scary like oh, oh goodness me i do wish that you could and and steve mentions it as well like when he you go to university and you're kind of keen to reinvent yourself you know there is a lot of sense in that you because everyone did that oh totally you, yeah you told me to talk a lot about that openly. yeah but i think i think everyone does that like did i tell you how i did it I know I, 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 I was called out on it. I went to um, uh, Megastore. It wasn't Virgin, actually. HMV, let's say. HMV. And I bought loads of music, right? And it, it was just before term was started, new term. And, like, I bought... I had to Oasis, but I thought, well, I want to expand my Do you like got... Oasis, by the way? Oh, yeah, I do like Oasis, apparently. <laughs> but, but I don't go on about it. But, yeah, I got to the desk and he was like, oh, are you going to the university? Wait, yeah, hey. I, was, I, was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just so embarrassed. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in, get the music in now, you know, and they'll like you. <laughs> like, so it was true. What well, he knew what I was trying to do, but I get like, so it's, I still have some tracks from now from my on my iPod from those CDs today that I'd never listen to ever. Oh, it's just this is what I mean. You do it all the time, like. What's oh, the story, morning? <laughs> and then, and they went. They went. Let's let's not be friends with Gary anymore. He's obsessed by um. Isis. That people have done that. Some people I'm not obsessed with. Who do you hate, Gary? I was going to say something about that that segment, but I, I was I save it and I think of someone I actually hate. I've got a few. Hate. Okay, you really thought about it. I Hate is a very strong word, but someone in comedy, like, who I've never, ever liked, ever, anything, in, in a panel show... Harry Hill. That, that is the opposite, <laughs> you know. He is my hero. He's my legend. I love Harry Hill. But um, it's Patrick Kilty. What? But he has not been on telly for about I know, but is, that's quite right. But he's, he's, he was on telly quite a lot. Who is he married to? He's married to someone it. famous, isn't he? I don't know. Cat Stevens. He know. does, um, there is a brilliant Patrick Hilty joke, and never mind the Buzzcocks, where Simon Amstel's on there with Anthea Turner, and he goes, I think Patrick Hilty's a cunt. Only <laughs> and, then, and then Anthea Turner is all, she's all, she's like, you can't say that, you haven't got one. And then he goes, well, yeah. I haven't got an umbrella, but... <laughs> another reason why he's so good okay so top one, how many have I got? One, two, um, hang on, let me just think of other people, all right, so... I've got um, six. We're not talking. Uh, we're, t- we're talking within the bounds of like 
like minor celebrities as they say minus no 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 not not politicians not trump Trump, we're not gary politicians and mass murderers what's the difference oh Oh, uh, it's funny. We're, Mars is so getting. That's from the next he, episode, by the way. That is stolen. Oh yeah, Mars has grown up in a lot of ways. Like oh. he's, he's, he's no, he's doing stocks and chairs now. He's teaching me and me about it. Like, well, barely. So, like, I don't know that much myself. Around. No, he doesn't. I also hate. I don't. I don't really hate people too much. I, I've re- I've seen a lot of bad stuff about James Corden in the last couple of weeks. That's he's on my list. Really he's on my list. Him. Go on, you do your list, but to okay. go through them quite rapidly. We don't want them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only got six, Gary. So no, no, I'm not up... saying like quickly get the show over, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, like, that's you know, what I see in your it's eyes. Been mate. going on a lot. Okay, cool. So, okay, I'll speak for it. Amanda Holden is my top, top one. Can't stand her. Don't, don't, don't know why she. Don't think she's got the talent. Don't know why she's like seen as a personality. Don't get it. James Corden, Jack Whitehall, Michael McIntyre. Jack Whitehall, yes. Julia, I don't hate. I don't hate him at all. But I, he's done really well. It's just does. irritating. Like, yeah, no, of course. Is Ali? Yeah, I think that's more. Julia Hartley oh, Julia Brewer. Hartley-Brew. That's getting into politics. I know, yeah. I know, but but she is. It, it was either between her and what's her name Morgan. I got a mixed feelings when it comes to Piers Morgan. Be right on something. Uh, exactly, exactly. That's why I didn't put him in there. And to end on, Ricky Gervais. Well, interesting. Right. Interesting. Ooh, he's subverted the, the formula just right at the end there. So, <laughs> to, to good effect. No, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, I would possibly put him in there. I don't think I hate him. And I don't feel yeah, good that. about. And I, can I just say, I don't feel good about that. No, we, they understand. He would it, as as people that I think right. What are your ingredients for being a, a person in the public eye? Because I think it's being authentic, and I don't, I don't like the word, but I think it stands for I something. Do. Being talented and passionate about what you do, but then also ha- being quite quite modest and maintaining dignity when you're in the public eye and not being too opinionated. And I think if you can get all of that right, then you're kind of on your way to being very... I disagree with that formula because I don't, I don't think being too opinionated is not being too opinionated is necessarily or being in the public eye. In fact, I think it's important that some people who are in the public eye for, for a certain thing in, in the art world, like as in creative, comedy, whatever, are opinionated about other things in other areas because they can bring about change. So I think that's fine, but it's just Ricky's opinions. Again, Ricky is, in these days, we're, we're reviewing him now, he's, he's supremely arrogant, the things he says. But he does it, he pitches it really well. And he could have done that. He could be that arrogant person, but be funny with it. I think that's what he's lost, the kind of being funny with it. And he takes himself far too seriously as a person. And that kind of, that's bad for comedy. It's bad for him. Like personally, I think like what people think of him, people, decent people think of him. He's definitely strolled. You know, as I said before, Ricky is a bit of a gateway drug to the right, you know, and he's very, very powerful one. And at the same time, though, Ricky, if you're listening, do come on the show. Love you. Oh, love, to come have on, a, yeah. love, love to have a chat with you for an hour or so. Yeah, it's just maybe four have, I'll tell you what, if you, if you come now. on, I'll give you a packet of good quality cookies. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And there's some Banrock Station. Yeah, I'd say welcome back to you. You know, I haven't said much this show, so I thought I'd just say welcome back. 
Um, we've had a discussion about episode 49 of the Ricky Gervais show. What did you think of it? Let us know. What are your thoughts on... How can they get in touch, though? Spike at RickyMiles.twitter. Uh, what? Dot, dot Twitter. <laughs> no, uh, no, I no. Okay, at Spinners Podcast on Twitter or spinnerspodcast at gmail.com uh, on your email lines. And uh, do get in touch with us. We do like to receive your emails. And we do, it just does count as the uh, hatred we, we receive on, from other means. Let us know your thoughts. But now we're going to come on. We've got favourite quotes and ex-feminine community. So let's um, let's whiz through these favourite quotes. Get on, because I'm looking forward to ex-feminine community. Cool. Um, I'll start off. Hit it, net. This, this, okay, that's good. Uh, I, we, we've done so many of these in this I know, it's the problem, this isn't it? It's the problem. Up. This is because of how he says it. I, I, like, I was like, you know, that's an easy excuse. You know, that's an <laughs> easy excuse. He doesn't, no, he doesn't use prepositions. So he just goes, you know, that's an easy excuse. <laughs> I just doesn't say it properly. Um, I'm on. I'm honest with them though. I just say I don't know who you are. I can't remember you. <laughs> yeah. um, upfront yeah. attitude to not being friends with, me. and I totally believe that as well. Yeah, no, I, I did, and I had that as well as my favourite. Uh, and I'd be thinking I'd be quiet. Got to loosen this tie. <laughs> Can you imagine them being having a heart attack on a on a flight? Imagine, uh, imagine if they're trying to do a podcast on a on a flight, and uh, Gary goes, "I'll keep quiet." I'll keep quiet. I don't, I don't know my cardiology. In an Amsterdam torture garden, thirteen blokes chiseled on them, all with beards. And to oh, be honest, I should have got to that. I was. I would have always. I also should have gone with. Uh, we know birds who do leather stuff to feed their smack addiction. Like the fact. I mean, the word leather. Let's be honest. You can't say that. But, well, hang on. You've got birds. Well, leather. yes, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack, smack addiction. Like, it's just so many offensive things in that sense. But I think even then he would have known, he would have been quite self-aware to know that that's like, uh, and that's why he says it, because he wants yeah. to stir it up. No, no, it's, a, it's, it's kind of the way I'd say. Which is a good Bob Dylan, which is a good uh, Bob Marley song as well. Stir it up. Uh, that maybe that would be, maybe, uh, this is probably my favourite line of the whole show. I mean, you can still do your consultancy stuff. Sure. Like, Ricky is so good. At, like Steve's just saying the usual, the normal stuff, like to take the piss. Like, yeah, but Ricky's really creating a character. Like, I mean, you can still do your consultancy stuff. That takes quite a lot of in-depth knowledge mm. about the workings of surgeons and that yeah, they can do consultancy work even if they've been struggling but so you know it's now the guy who's doing the tiling oh that narrows it down even more oh that narrows it down <laughs> and the, I, on, on that on that subject uh, he had it down on his little docket do the, t- do the kitchen do for a week i think who hasn't wanted to see what the kitchen uh <laughs> what it turned out like and can you imagine right the person who lives in the flat that Carl once occupied as well. I mean, it's not it's not quite, you know, <laughs> living I, in the I, same I flat as Freddie bet. Mercury or something, but no, it would be quite I, nice. I would be willing to, I'd be willing to bet that Carl still owns that flat and still lives there think? part of the time. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Maybe. I don't think he's I, like, he likes moving. Yeah, oh, it's your one, I think. London's heart one of 6.2. And, and he uh, does it so like, he, go, he really goes... 6.2 like really does it as the jingle like to and then, wind X of them up and then it's Virgin 105.8 he's not happy with just the one that's in the paper my grandma yeah. now has um to feel the feel hard time during lockdown bless her she she did have uh, some crossover books because you need it yeah. don't you when you're about yeah, you, oh you've got to keep your mind active even it's at definitely. my age because you see the films aren't out there done 
I've actually got something about about her on on tellies. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say actually about the the television um story. A bit of trivia here, and I'm sure everyone knows this anyway. But that does actually feature as a sort of <laughs> as a sort of anecdote in extras, where sort yeah, of uh, I bought that yeah. telly in Darren Lamb's character, and I think it's extras, yeah. and he goes away and he's trying to sell it for his telly. Yeah, but that's that's a good uh, point about cinema as well. You know, that is why you go to cinema to, to see the films. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It, but Ricky kind of, no, he doesn't even argue with me. He's like, he laughs. Goes, he's like, yeah, he's got me there, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is quite rare, that. Straight to video. Straight to video. Cinema. I would never be seen in the cinema. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to add to that is Star Spangles. Oh, is that out yet? Is that out? <laughs> Yeah. It's the bazooka by us. Okay, my one is. Oh, he's, he's, he's eating a banana. It's a, it's a, all those little yeah. noise, those lovely little mm. noises. That yeah, I love that. It's just, it's just beautiful. Um, the next two you've done, I've got, um, and I just want to repeat. And in Amsterdam, torch garden with thirteen blokes jizzing <laughs> on him, all with beards. I just can't. I love saying that. So, but I'll go to my last one. That is, this is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But why don't you still work? Exactly. There? And my last one is this is on Monkey News. He was faster and everything, but quite hairy. And then Ricky quite just hairy, went, yeah. Oh, and it's just like, right. Fuck, 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 fuck. Right. Fuck. Oh, we, tight, we, we did that nicely because we had the same mouth for once. Definitely. Put that um, on Reddit. He oh, hates the Reddit people, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I don't, I'm, indi- I'm indifferent to them. Anyway. Oh, he's not indifferent. Anyway, <laughs> let's, not get into let's not get into an argument about this because we'll be here for another half an hour at least. Anyway, uh, so this is XFM, the community. This is where. Oh, and we... could I just make the point? Sorry. I just wanted to Please. Say, well, I didn't make the point. This is the show why we call it that. You know, if you know, this is the show oh, where they, yes. he says XFM in the community. That's where I, I took my, it's Mars' idea to do the feedbacks of it, and I, we needed the name for it. And I, I thought oh, both be agreed, so, both agreed in a way. No, uh, so, okay. So this is from Rory Quinn. Hey guys, thought I'd take the time to write you an email since I recently discovered your podcasts okay. and that they have really given me a fresh perspective on the shows. The first clip I ever heard was the Monkey News, where the monkeys from the rough bit offer to trade bananas with Ricky falling off his chair saying this is such shit and they've been a constant source of joy since it's incredible how I can still after 13 years put on any show and can still be entertained even though I know exactly what is going to happen truly timeless comedy listening to you breaking down of each individual episode makes me realize that I have never really thought of the shows as individual pieces just because of how I had listened to them they're a terrific background comfort banquet in so many situations and I always just play them all through from start to finish, coming back from where I left off each time. There are some episodes which stand out due to being a thread running through them. For example, the episode where Carl is ill and they spend the whole episode pressuring him to call in. He's done yet, he's not even here! It's one of my yeah, favourite yeah. moments of the whole series. Yeah. The Maudlin post-mortem Sony's episodes where they didn't win a sausage or the ep with the burgers and grapes record attempts. That's the Gerald Preston episode, sorry, the middle one, which you don't like that that bit, but I I love it, yeah. Shows with a story, if you will. Those have always stood out to me as the most memorable, but it really does make you listen to the episodes differently when you're assessing their quality in the context of the series. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Rory. Uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do here, and that's sort of kind of what we 
we came into it trying to and you you kind of it's a reassessment for us as as well as everyone else you know we, we're kind of having these thoughts of what we talked about it before that we never kind of thought in this way this deep way about the shows but yeah and it's interesting I, I guess that's can... why i guess that's why other people wanted to start a podcast about um like the xfm shows in a way well that and the yeah it's, it's, it's yeah it's like a hit job like the, Drive by shooting, but yeah, you fucking uh, D Chad spinners, mate. You fucking sheep. That's like, um, but yeah, no, thank you, Rory. And uh, I agree, all your episode, yeah, I, I it's funny, yeah, you say that it's, you, you describe it in a good way. Those are episodes with a real story to them, and they're the best ones. And we, we're, we're very open and honest about what we feel about each show. And you know, we've we say when we don't think it's the best show necessarily, but still, if that's in context, as you say, to the other shows themselves. Whereas, if you take it out of context um, and compare it to most radio shows, even the weaker shows of the uh, XFM uh, Ricky Gervais show that we've already reviewed in series two would stand up well against almost any other radio show. But when you compare them to each other, um some stand up better than others and that's what we try and get across but thanks for your comments as well this is from samuel richardson i love this email good day long time listener first time caller (laughs) was listening to your latest podcast where you were going on about australia and the guy who likes to pause the episodes and join in on the conversation and thought i would write in so this was Chris D from last episode and he was from Perth and he got in touch basically asking whether there were anyone in in Perth who listened to the shows and Sam continues I'm originally from Newcastle England but living in Melbourne currently the spiders aren't that bad Gary here at least in the big cities at least does that make you want to go even more not really not really baby I've seen me Um, kangaroo one of my favourite Australian movies is um Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Love it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, if the guy who likes to talk to the podcast is ever in Melbourne, tell him to give me a shout and we'll go for a pint of Foster's. A pint of Foster's, mate. Um, that's that's... Australian. Yeah. I wonder if he meant that last year. <laughs> he did, of course. Um, that's all, really. Could also give you a shout out to my mate, John H., who I put onto the podcast a while back, and you guys have read out one of his emails in the past. So, hi, John H. Hello, Samuel Richardson. And I hope that you and Chris D can enjoy a lovely pint of Foster's. Wouldn't that be lovely if we put two people across the other end of the world, on the bottom of the world, Antipodean, put them together? But, yeah, thanks, you, Samuel, and uh, hello to John H. Um, This is from Stacey. Was thinking today, listening to the old XFM once again, I really wonder what it would have been like if the XFM shows had been done when COVID had happened. Like, imagine if COVID had happened during the era when Carl, Ricky and Steve were broadcasting at the same time. If they had been able to do it with COVID restrictions, I'd be interested to hear what their commentary on the pandemic was like. How about you? What do you reckon it would have been like? I really wonder what Carl would have had to say about it all with his very laid back attitude towards everything. So... Can I just start this by saying, uh, Stacey, and I, I did email this as well. I personally think it would be a mixed blessing for Carl because A, he would have got to have stayed home <laughs> in his comfort zone with his nice plum cover on his uh, futon and broadcast yeah. the shows via Zoom. But I would have guessed that would have come with a whole host of technical mishaps and problems. But there was that show once where they said, can we do the show from Carl's flat? And he says, no, you have to fit in an ISDN line. They'll have to paint over the cracks to make sure I do <laughs> get my deposit back. Which uh, is such so a practice. It's such a... That bit. 
Oh, he's gone over like he's done about yeah. 200 quid's worth of work to get 30 quid. These are the legit concerns of people who are renting. You go, oh, for fuss. And I've got here as well, even as I speak to you, I'm turning my chair against the wall and there are loads of scrapes and scraps against my fucking wall. Oh, and no, I know... They don't. They won't charge you for that. No, I know, I know they won't charge me, but you do think about it. So anyway, that's what I was thinking about, Carl. But on the flip side, so yeah, he wouldn't have had the, the stress of them in there in person. But so you, it would have been juxtaposed with, you know, technical problems. So that would have been pretty annoying. But I've, I actually think Carl probably coped pretty well with lockdown. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I would, it's interesting kind of thought experiment. I do like thinking of these things. I often think, what would the show have been like if it had been uh, happened during X or during Trump here, or you know, different different kind of um, different events that have happened? And, and COVID is an interesting one. There's two. There's two different. There's a difference if COVID had happened during that period, or if the show had happened during the period that COVID actually happened in. Because if it happened back then, there wouldn't have been the technology. I know there was technology to kind of ICN lines and things you could broadcast remotely, but that it just would not have happened. The recording, everything, it was it was too the technology wasn't adequate enough to kind of put out a radio show yeah, like that true. every single yeah. week. It would have been different either way. And I think I think they probably would have had they been able to continue the show, let's say. Otherwise you'd just say, Well, they, they didn't do the show and that's that's how it would have played out. Um but had they continued the show somehow. I think they would have had, yeah, probably interesting takes on it. I think it would have got a bit samey because they kind of tend to play on the same topics sometimes a bit a bit too much. And it would kind of, it would have been, you know, there's, there's only so much COVID material you can do. But I think yeah. it's good, basically, that it didn't happen in the COVID era because it, it, it's not the sort of show that is very reactive in a good way to situations like that. I'm also so fucking bored with COVID. I mean, I was bored with it when it first started, but I'm so super bored with it now. And I, yeah. I've been finding myself watching and listening to things that kind of take my mind off it. Although I would absolutely 100% uh, recommend everyone watch Time on BBC iPlayer, which is about to um, Stephen Graham and Sean Bean, who are locked up in prison. And it's all about being locked up. Very yeah, confined. Yeah, but I've, I've seen pro- things about that. Yeah, you would I've have seen, just seen. Yeah, you would have just seen, seen stuff about that, mate. I've but... seen bits. I've seen bits around. You know, <laughs> yeah, around. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine that. No, but mate. I like prison, uh, prison drama stuff. I yeah, do, no, who do. doesn't? Who doesn't, mate? And I've been locked up. And I th- also think we don't need to look too far to think what Ricky makes of COVID because he did all of those videos that people you know i think he won an award for it you know those um little mm. to camera pieces but you know yeah good on him good on but him all the did, same did, yeah he did do right definitely but, um, so this is from steve well a long-time contributor and uh patron mm. of the show hello steve uh hello. loved the interviews with nigel and matt it's really nice to get Thank an insight you into the world of RSK and hear more of the stories from XFM days. I like saying the word RSK. Sounds like risky, doesn't it? Like what? Like injecting... Yeah, well, like what the shows were generally, wasn't it? So no, but thank you, thank you, Stephen. I'm glad you you got something from the Matt interview because according to the figures internally, there that show's been not, not a lot of people to... did. 
In fact, it's just you we've done it for, I think, yeah, statistically. Yeah, I think so. And this is from Tom Nevitt, another um, a patron of the show. I hope you guys are keeping well. I trust you enjoyed the previous Rockbusters. I noticed they have not featured on any shows, so rather like Carl's mum, I plan on keep sending you Rockbusters with no other context in the hope of becoming famous of having featured on one of the top 25 UK-based XFM-specific podcasts on That's Spotify. That's very good. I like that. I like that. Even. Thank you. Oh, you got, you got. So let's see if you meet his approval with the Rockbusters themselves. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, so the first one is, that champagne belongs to the stag, BF. Um, Do you need a clue? Bonnie, uh, Bonnie dear, uh, BF. Yes. F for Freddy. Yes. Brian Ferry. <laughs> no, it's Bucks Fizz. <laughs> Oh, Bucks Fizz, okay. Yeah, all right. So Bucks Fizz, oh, very clear. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, okay, all right. Good, good one. It's shite, so I like it. No, <laughs> it's not shite, actually. It's quite a good one. Okay, so this this is a good one. It's your turn next. E. Band from the 70s, 80s. Erasure. Close. Brexit. Think Brexit. Uh, what have we separated from? Europe. Europe. Yeah. Oh, you're up. Yeah, you're, you're up. You're up. Yeah, All right. Mr. Hanks is sitting at the bus stop. TW. This is an easy one. Come on. Tom Waits. You know, well you done. All right. Do Come on. If you say Mr. Hanks, you go. Yeah. Tom yeah. Waits. Okay. So, what was your opinion on them out of a hundred percent? Out of a hundred, <laughs> I'd say percentage-wise, around looking at seventy-eight point. That's as high like, as what he got on his um dissertation or um his most recent uni work. Uh, you can, you're going to correct me now, aren't you? <laughs> they're a bit low. No, but um, they were genuinely. I like. I enjoyed them. Yeah, they were good. So just and just a couple of quick ones from Reddit. Uh, we've been slagging off the people that read it but uh, they read it and they didn't like it so, <laughs> so he said um this is from too far gone too could have get into the podcast it was pretty awful i never really seemed about the xfm shows just a couple of random unfunny guys thinking they're celebrities and rarely talking properly about the xfm shows another one they said uh, this podcast is bloody awful gary quick repost yeah. what do you say to that uh i could only agree <laughs> oh sorry i'm not supposed to say that so this is so from i um, disagree and this is from our final uh, XFM community. Thank you to everyone who got in touch. This is from Mush Love Ash. Hey, Miles. Listen to how he phrased this, uh, this message. Hey, Miles, I love your podcast and listen to it every. I <laughs> know, oh, it's gone. <laughs> I specifically made sure you were going to read this out. I um, really appreciate the work that goes into it and hope you guys understand how much it means to us fans. So thank you so much. Uh, thank love you. Ash. Well, just well I say thank to... you. That's a guarded thank you. From me, from <laughs> no, it gets better. It's okay. was just listening to the latest episode and heard you and Gary discussing the old cold segment from the podcast. So I just uh, went and re-listened and wanted to point out that Carl says that the ashtrays hold cold but was misheard by Jerv and Smirch who then elevate the level of piss taken. I know it doesn't really matter but it kind of irks me whenever I hear old cold and figured I share my thoughts anyway. Yeah no I'm not disagreeing with you for any reason like because of what you said about <laughs> addressing my I genuinely not but I'm not sure like I think I think it's old cold like but yeah you might you might be right I'm not not I'm not saying you're not but it does make sense doesn't it because you would you would hold something cold wouldn't you yeah but I think it's old cold I think that's how he's trying to describe it like it's it and it's a really interesting one it's a because the reason I think it is old cold apart from it sounding like old cold 
but it could easily sound like hold cold. The, the difference is so minute that it could be either. I, I accept that. But old cold is exactly the sort of way Carl would describe coldness in something that's kind of old. It stays there. It's like it, it's been in there for a while. Like no one else would try and describe that phenomenon in that way. So it's kind of a cold thing. So I don't know. Is it? Is it not? Is it not? Um, I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's a debate. Look, I think it was a debate that will go on for years and years and years. And we will be doing shows about it. Get the main like doing a show a week. We're gonna do definitely no. That. Why bother? There's another. There's another there podcast. There's, there's that... look, look, Gary. There's another podcast in town anyway. Yeah, I know. No, I said it. I said the Kylie Pitt boys. We can say that. We 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 acknowledge them. It's all um, right to have a bit of competition, Gary. It's fine. This is my typical Mars, like when he's stressed about something, he's like, he's, he plays the role <laughs> as the opposite. Um, yeah, thank you. I believe we're going to be putting a couple of tracks probably in our that, that music thing that we do. I don't know. We're going to be doing uh, that now. So thanks to everyone who got in touch with us um, on X from the community and for your continued support generally. Obviously, when there's other competitors around there, we, we, we truly do appreciate it. This is the D-Chouts Villas Library. Each week, Gary and I select a song from our personal, like just something that means something to us, and we pop it into our little Spotify library, which is then available in our the description that you see uh, in your show feed. This week, I'm selecting, because they do come into, what is the song called? Breakdown, so, Tom Petty. Yeah, so that, so they come into Breakdown by Tom Petty, and I've actually seen Tom Petty in The Heartbreaker's Life, and they are fantastic. And um, unfortunately, he's, he's passed away now, hasn't he, Tom Petty? However, yeah. I'm going to choose uh, a song from the Travelling Wilburys, who are kind of like, a, they're a super group, kind of like the Avengers of... Yeah, they of, were a super group. Yeah, but, they were like, uh, but they're like the Avengers of kind of rock pop i suppose uh country rock i suppose and that is bob dylan george harrison jeff lynn from elo roy orbison and tom petty and i'm gonna choose a song and it does remind me of my mum as well because my mum loves the traveling wilburys and it's called end of the line because that's how i see me and you gary in our career <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh well it's fast approaching we're not quite there yet my song i've been listening to this quite a lot this week and i i just this group actually i, do, I shouldn't get i don't give them enough credit as to that you we, you know everyone well. likes the fast food rockers mate probably everyone know likes the, them probably know the uh, sort of era of music that I like but basically this is um, I'm going to put in Spice Girls Goodbye Goodbye my friend No you're still such a man I can see Why are you putting that in? Because I've been listening to it so no, Is it because you just... said goodbye to your dad as well today after having getting really drunk with him <laughs> No that was, that was a highlight of my life. <laughs> No it wasn't it wasn't if he's listening it wasn't joking um, Oh we love no, you Paul I, I, uh, Yeah hi Paul and I uh, don't smoke. That's mm. my song because I've been listening to it. So I'm oh, I love it. it in, and that's yeah, man, it. I love it. You can do about it. We're both Spice Girls fans, and also, can I just say, Gary, my um, my sister's um, thirtieth birthday is in August, and it's a fancy dress party where you have to dress up as someone from the nineties. So if you want to come to Suffolk with me and have some big fun and dance to some big tunes in a Chicken big marquee, bowl. in a big marquee, let me know. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want any of that. I want, right, I well... want the opposite of that. I want the, <laughs> my life. I want to involve the opposite of the big marquee every single day of my life. I think. I want... I, well, what, what if I say if it's a small village hall? Does that help it at all? Oh my god! Seriously. Yeah. No, seriously. Village yeah. Hall. You know, it's I can't a village. Honestly, hall. it's it's like I'd be surprised if the local bishop doesn't turn up. 
dressed as a bishop um but thanks for listening we really appreciate it and do join us on patreon uh uh, you can find the link in the description or something oh done uh, yeah we will see you next week with a show we will do take care guys 